Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. ...is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to the Sonic Society Season 12, Episode 489, which is just 11 from our 500th episode. I am your host for tonight, David Alt. Jack is unfortunately a little bit tied up at the moment in Canada. Well, they are on the uh, northern frontier of America, and we know how things are going there. But uh, over here, the nights are drawing in, it's getting nice and crisp, and we've just had Halloween, and... The biggest Halloween ghost walk that I've ever led. We had over 80 people uh, walking around Ripon on Monday night, yesterday night. And so, uh, yes, it's certainly getting into the end of autumn here. But tonight we do have a special treat for the beginning of November. It is a remake from our production shop at Electric Vicuna that Jack has been absolutely giddy about. John Bell and Kay and Chris Conroy star in Clay Pigeon Shooting, which has been written by our very own Jack J. Ward and produced by MJ Cogburn with music from Sharon B. And after that, we have two great shorts from Richard Summers, a.k.a. Captain Radio, The Weeping Tree, and The Witch and the Air Traffic Controller. Who says that Halloween has to stop at the 31st of October? Yes, more great post-Halloween fun right here on the Sonic Society. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. A deadline. Listen when you pick up the receiver. Voices as close as a heartbeat, as near as your neighbor, as distant as the grave. There's something unsavory and satisfying as you listen to the unintended, as you pick up the messages of the mundane, as easily as the sins of the soul. Voyeurs of the wire, in a wired world, hold your breath and listen once more as you cross the deadline. Listen carefully. It's the end of a line. Gravel road running out where the wilderness has sway. Imagine two men out for a weekend hunting trip. Do you ever do that? Hunting where the quarry is elusive and in plain sight all at the same time.
Nice of your wife to drop us off. Yeah, she certainly seemed reluctant to let us go. Well, that's women for you. Been on this trail before? Nope. I try new ground every year. No point in tracking old game. Uh-huh. Thought you brought food? Some snacks, some dried meals, but for the most part, we eat what we kill. It looks like an old path. Yeah, it might cross a game trail. Slow down a bit. Branches are hard. Just push right through. I'm grateful you asked me to come, Mr. Winden. We're in the offices you rarely hunt with anybody. On special occasions, Andrew. And here, call me Don. We're not boss and employee. Don's fine. for a minute. Tired? We can take a break. I didn't say that. It's okay, but we should go to higher ground first. You mean there's... Yep. <laughs> We're in the lowlands. We've been going for like three hours. It's a touch murky. My feet are soaked. So you think there's deer out here? Maybe. Early winter's the best time. Easy to see against the snow. How's that help us? Gonna snow tonight. Great. What's that? Great. Here, sit here. Try not to get wet. How long you figure we'll hunt today? About another three hours. Then we'll need to set up camp. Can't wait to get one of those big ones in my sights. No, bet you can't. <laughs> I missed something? I was just thinking. Yeah? Nothing. No, well, what was it? Being here. It's one of those things, like, like drinking underage, you know? What do you mean? I mean, when you're underage, you drink because you can't have it. When you're old enough, it doesn't matter. Then you're in a relationship, and it's frowned on. You go out to drink with the boys, and it's, I don't know, exciting again. <laughs> Forbidden fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it is. You ever feel like that? Pining for something because it's forbidden? Sure. I guess so. Why? Never mind. You rested? Sure. Ready any time. Find something? Rub. Rub? Yeah, a deer will rub on a tree, rip off some bark to show its territory. Really? Cool. See the hair stuck in the tree here? Oh, he's tall. Yeah? It looks like we have an old-timer. Should we look for tracks? I don't know. Maybe we should look for a younger stag. I guess you're right. I mean, let's find a, a deer a little more worth our time. What do you mean? Just, well, if he's old, he's slow. We should find a deer that's a challenge, right? Where are you going? Tracks. 
I thought we weren't going after... He's our deer. But you said he's old. He's our deer. Well, you're the boss. Damn right. Getting late. Oh, we better camp. And cold. We've been tracking for hours. Can't see him in the twilight. <clears throat> Easier tomorrow, after the snow falls. You want to set up here? In the... What did you call it? Dark timber? Yeah, they bed down here. Protection from the elements. It'll keep us out of the worst of the wind. Close to the lake, isn't it? Yeah, we're far enough in. We'll need to boil some water. There's a hatchet in my pack. We'll need lots of wood to get through the night. Right. <laughs> what? Nothing. Just thinking. If my dad could see me now. <laughs> He'd be impressed. Yeah. He loved this stuff. Camping out, hunting. Said he was an Indian in another life. <laughs> they probably loved this stuff. Oh, yeah. Different tribes have a lot in common. Like this native tradition about the winter spirit. Yeah? What's it about? Death. Yeah? Some engines call him Apanasha, the winter spirit. According to engine lore, when all things are in decline, when they're dying. The seasons work like that. Spring's birth, summer's growth. Winter's death, I get you. They honor death. We hide from it. They leave a sacrifice. Food in bowls so Apanashet passes them by. To save them from the winter spirit. Winter's always hungry, though. Devours everything in its path. Land, animals, people. Great. You read a lot of that stuff? Summa cum laude. Oh. Yeah, I read. You? No. Well, sometimes. I find books are the best chick magnet. Huh? What do you mean? Well, it's not a magic bullet. Maybe just Harry. Harry? Yeah. Anywhere I go, I take Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Try it sometime. Walk with a Harry Potter book. Really. No matter where I go, three or four university freshman women come up to talk to me. Tell me about when they finish the book, ask me how I like it. The thing is, it's crap. Harry Potter is like a spoiled fish wrapped in newspaper to me. To them, it's kind of like catnip. I figure every guy needs to carry a Harry Potter book under his arm if he wants to score. You do. My wife likes that series. Well, I think that's enough. Let's get the lean-to made. Lean-to? <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Oh, he didn't know what hit him. <laughs> Genius.
So that's how you got to the top. I run my company through a lot of hard work. Of course. Find a niche and fill it. That's the trick. I know. You don't keep your head low for 30 years and expect to be in management. I know that. Give me the bottle. Oh, I'm a problem solver. That's what the world needs. Yeah. Yeah. Most people fail because they don't have the guts to do what's hard. Yeah. I guess. You guess? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean... You got a house? No. Apartment downtown. Well, you should get a house. It's a good investment. When I bought my first house, we were in this neighborhood... With your wife? What? Your first house. With your wife? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there was this dog in the neighborhood. Not your dog. Hell no. Some yappy little shepherd mongrel a couple doors down. Everybody hated it. Hell, I think the owner hated the dog, too. <sighs> so, every night about 11 o'clock, it would bark. It'd go on for hours, howling at the moon or cats or something. Anyway, the neighborhood tried everything. It was a suburb. People had to work the next morning. They phoned SPCA, but the owner denied that the dog was the problem. No one had the balls to do anything. And? So I'm coming home late one night, and I'm filling the tank for the windshield wipers, and the damn dog starts barking. I can hear others shouting from their windows for the mutt to shut up! And then it hits me. What? Hey, pass the whiskey. Sure. You know what it says on the label? Label? Yeah, yeah, of a, of a windshield wiper bottle. It says, do not keep around animals. Extremely poisonous. Dogs can find the taste of antifreeze sweet. You didn't. Dogs stopped barking about three in the morning. Never barked again. Holy... Holy... Did you ever think... Never! That's the point. You got a problem, deal with it, and move on. You'd better go to sleep now. Tomorrow's a big day. Hey, wake up. What? It's 4.30. Frick, it's cold. Snow fell last night. Good thing you wrapped that ground cover over your sleeping bag. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. Nice and crisp. We're gonna get some good tracks before the morning sun melts them down. Chin's like an icicle. What about breakfast? Coffee's on. I filled a thermos. We'll eat after we check the run. Okay. On. This is frozen. Here, take the rifle. Keep quiet behind me. Follow in my steps, and that should keep the noise to a minimum. Okay. Wouldn't want to scare the game away. Gotcha. 
Aren't we a little off the loggers' trail? Yeah, not far. Just need to double back beyond the tree line. I'll check the top of the hill over there. Be right back. Okay. You're a lot lighter than you think. Why? You just... Startled, that's all. Watching you thrash in the water. Who'd have believed the great Donald Winden tripped on his own two feet and fell into a lake? Not exactly in the most poignant end of a Fortune 500 president's life, is it? Andrew, you... Better get a medal for this? No, thanks. If I let you perish out here in the snow, what would I say to your wife? Bastard. Wake up! Where? <coughs> Where? The camp. I stoked the fire. You started to pass out. I thought you could use some coffee. Nearly drowned me. Yes. The lake. Good thing I was there to pull you out. So damned cold. Well, you just sit there. Let me take care of everything. You'd like that, wouldn't you? What? Nothing. Pass the coffee. Here you go. Cold! Didn't you heat it up at all? The, the fire's barely burning. I figured it's better not to burn up all that wood. Who knows when we're going to need it. I'm, I'm c- c- cold. Better conserve your strength. we got to hunt up for breakfast. I, I c- can't. The great Donald Winden tuckered out? I understand. You know, I've been hearing about these hunting trips for a long time. Gotta be hard to survive one of Donald Winden's hunts. I just never thought it'd be like this. What? What do you mean? I mean, I'm out here with you, and the first mishap, it's all over. I'm just a little surprised, that's all. Maybe I shouldn't have been. You know, office gossip. I'll start packing the camp. You rest. I'll go along the green road and flag someone down. I'll put in a call for your wife. No. What's that? No. We're close to the buck. There's still one game to be run down before we leave. Now that's the spirit. After all, when would a little snow slow down Don Winden? Upsy-daisy now. What? What are you doing? You're dozing off a bit. No time to sleep. Better to keep walking. I know your boots are wet, but they'll warm up soon enough while we're hunting. The coffee. You said it. It's too cold anyway. I'll stack some wood on the fire. 
Be nice and toasty when we get back. That is, if we're not already full. Full? Sure. It's tradition to drink the hot blood of your first kill, isn't it? I've got a yen for the taste of blood. How about you? Warm. Sure. Nice steaming hot mug of old Deerheart blood. Should pick you up nice, Donald, old boy. Grab your rifle and lean on me. Jeez. Feet are like blocks of ice. Hey, Don. Working like you're half dead. Stop poking me in the back. You almost drifted off there. Your lungs sound like you're getting pneumonia. We should turn back. No shame in failing, Donald. Lots of people can't get it up. In their lives, that is. Can't quite measure up to others. Coming right up behind them. I said stop poking me. Your rifle's loaded. Oh, give me some credit. I know when the safety's on. Then again, I don't remember if I put it on or off when we left. You bastard. Relax, Donald. Joking. I used to like jokes. You're pretty pale now. Like the snow. I think Apunashit agrees with you, Mr. Winden. Stop. Oh, no. We stopped twice and you almost fell asleep against that tree. I won't... Shut up. I, I found his tracks. We've been following them. We're downwind. Just shut up so you don't spook him. Downwind? Oh, I see him. Eating those leaves. He won't even hear me coming. Don't ruin the shot. Don't worry, Donald. Just like the corporate world, those with experience lead those with the killer instinct to the game. If it gives you any comfort, I couldn't have gotten here without you. You just lean against your tree and get your breath out, man. Leave this to... Got it! See that, Donald? Right in the head! Beautiful. Dropped him like yesterday's news. I'll save you a taste. There you are. Quite the magnificent old goat, aren't you? Hmm. Not a lot of blood. Perfect shot, though. Hey! Mr. Winden! Donald! Right above the eye! How's that? Didn't see it coming, did you? Now, don't move. I've got a little present for you. Now, the real question is, do I go up from under the rib cage or just between at the breastbone? Ask Donald. He might want the kill for himself. Just get those legs out of the way. Nice size hooves. Hey! Mr. Winden! Hurry if you want to taste. No! Donald! 
here! Yes, you you only stunned it. My stomach! <laughs> Donald! Told you not to ruin the shot. A headshot's always risky. You ricocheted the bullet off its head. Stunned it. Lucky shot. <laughs> For the deer, that is. Looks like he got a piece. A piece of you. Uh, bleeding? Yes. Hope it didn't cut anything important. Looks like a bad gash through the stomach, though. Let's see. Looks like I got a heart shot. Die! It's okay. That's the kind of shot only wisdom and age can teach you. Mr. Wyndon! Yes, Andrew? Help me up! Oh, I think you've helped yourself enough when it comes to me. Don't you, Andrew? I... I think it's about time you put down that rifle, Andrew. Put yours... down first. You're losing a whole lot of blood there. I'm not planning to stay much longer. And you're not getting any warmer. I don't know. Kind of warm here by the deer. You seen the antlers? Yeah. Eight points. He's, he's laying all right. Especially with this... This time looks almost like a circle. You know what they call deer antlers with unusual times, don't you, Andrew? No! What do they what do they call them, Donald? Glad you're still with us. Don't want that gun going off prematurely. It's, it's called called a cheater. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? I, I guess. Can can I ask you something, Andrew? Man to man. What? You. You weren't going to help me back in the lake, were you? I did help. Help you, Donald. Ah, uh, yes, yes, you did. But, but, but you weren't. Not until you saw that I was going to pull myself out anyway. Right? Right. Thanks for that. It doesn't have... Have to be like this, Don. I think. I think I would prefer it if you called me Mr. Wyndon. Yes. I guess. So. You just. gonna shoot? Same reason you aren't. I'm not interested in dying. I think we both think we can wait the other out. Feeling tired? 
Mr. Winding? Uh, I'll, I'll be fine. You can take a nap if you like. You're making a real mess out of the snow. What? What's so funny? I'm, I'm just thinking. I wonder. Wonder what? Which one she's expecting to see? I know. Imagine one man walks away. Does it really matter who? In a world of reprehensible morality, which is worse? Someone who commits sin to attain power, or someone who sins to retain it? Are you as guilty just for listening? Are you still there? Or is this a deadline? Jack J. Ward and stars John Bell as Don and Cayenne Chris Conroy as Andrew. Post-production and editing, M.J. Cogburn. Original music composed and performed by Sharon B. The Deadline Anthology is an electric vicuna production from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. The Weeping Tree
Is that music box you got yours, girl? You seem upset, mister. It's too nice of a day to be unhappy. Sit with us under this marvelous old oak tree and listen to some pretty music. Keep that away. Was a boy here before? Boy? We see boys over by the tables. Could he be? He's not there. I looked. I think he was here with you. There's no one else with us, mister. There was. He was here with you. I think he was. Now where is he? Tell me or I'll... Or you'll do what? I'll... I have to know, Officer... Cooper? No one. My son. You see, I have to... I have to find him. Let's back up. Aren't you Aram Limier, the taxi pool driver? Maybe. Let's see some ID. And how does that find my son? ID and your taxi operator's license. Here. Now you're Orem Limier, taxi driver. You got a business partner, right? Yeah, Michael Forbin. How'd you know all that? Zephyr Cove isn't exactly Portland, Mr. Limier. And I've been on the force long enough. You should know me. Now, what's up here? My son, he... he... I can't find him nowhere. He came to the park. And maybe he returned from the park. He didn't. And I think she did something to him. We did something to... Huh? I don't know how. But you did something to him. You and your music box. <clears throat> I... <clears throat> I see. Then are you charging Ms. Dark here with assault? My music box? You'd know her? Sure. Crystal comes here nearly every day. She sits under this same huge old tree. She plays her music box, and she bothers no one. And that's not weird? No, not to most of the world, Mr. Limier. If you have a complaint about that behavior, I would love to hear it. You're making fun of me. No, I'm waiting for you to explain. How did she louse up your weekend so badly? Not me, not me. My son, Gio. Gio? Yeah, him. Gio? We think that's a nice name, mister. Gio. Gio, Gio, Gio! You mean the kid I'm looking for already? Yeah, that's his... What? Why are you looking for Gio? Got several calls earlier on a kid bullying younger kids in the park. He was teasing them. Trying to take their stuff or break it. That would be mean. Couple of witnesses thought they knew him. Said his name was Joey or... Gio. Boom. I think your kid knows I'm looking for him and skedaddled. As I said, try checking back home. He didn't go home. I know he didn't. Has he got a mobile? Maybe try calling him. I did. And... No answer. Fine. I got nothing. What do you want me to do, Mr. Limier? Listen to some pretty music. Crystal. <laughs> I want you to find Gio. How do you know anything's happened to him? Uh, okay, listen. Ooh, music. Crystal. No, listen to this. Your phone messages. Yes. See? See the time? Shows he called. Less than an hour ago. Here's his message. 
see? Mr. Limier, what was that? I'm telling you I don't know. Something bad happened to my boy. Yeah, bad. He pre-pranked you for Halloween. We're glad they can't prank on music boxes. It's no prank. It came from his phone. She did something to harm him in... That's enough, Limier. We need to settle this. <clears throat> yes, maybe we do, mister. Jeez, what is this? Another 1066? 1066? Yeah, doesn't exist. Some glitch. Uh, keeps happening, but only out near the woods. Dispatch, this is Park One. Dispatch, this is Park One. Come in. I gotta go to my vehicle. In my humble opinion, Limier, you're barking up the wrong tree. From the look of this old-timer above Crystal, a very large and tangled one. For now, just move along before I get back. Go home again. Wait for your boy. Or call it into missing persons. Need me to repeat that? No. Good. Gone, Limier. Yeah. Maybe. He was mean to you, mister. But we like each other. We take care of each other. Sweet. We who, girl? Are you mean to people? Only when they won't talk. Did you even see my boy? The one with the black t-shirt? Yeah. With red letters saying, need to know where to go, I'll tell you. Yeah. You did see him, you little witch. No, not really. Not me. I know. Let's hear a song. No. No more music. Where's Geo? Then you get it back. You think you should get that back, mister? mister. Now. Tell me where he is. Or music box matchsticks. Like papoos? Like papapa. Maga! Come on! Help! Help! Biggest tree! Good. Limier's gone. You, girl, is that your music box? Where's my partner? Where's Orm Limier? Oh, she. CBK Radio has presented The Weeping Tree by Richard Summers. With the acting talents of River Higby as Geo Lime and the announcer. Ashton Higby as Micah Forbin. Richard Summers as Orem Lime. Athena Summers as Crystal O'Dark. And Cannonball Kelly as Officer Trey Cooper and himself. Sound effects research by Karen Byers. 
Sound design and audio production by Richard Summers. Script and performance rights copyright 2016. Richard Summers. All rights reserved. CBKRadioLand.com wishes you a happy and safe Halloween 2016. And stay away from large, ancient, big branched trees, as well as strange little girls with creepy music boxes. Syracuse Airport Control. This is Broomstick Bravo Lima Alpha Charlie Kilo, flying by Spells and St. Elmo's Light on close approach from Salem, Massachusetts. Request landing clearance. Over. Roger, Charlie Kilo. Please confirm is Syracuse Hancock International your destination. Over. Ixnay approach. I'm setting down on the broom port next to Captain Radio in the 5th Dimension Studios. I'm almost late for recording session. Over. Uh, Roger, Charlie Kilo. Understood. Request to land CR5, broom port. Sorry. Due to heavy weather and traffic, negative on landing at this time. Please change course, bearing 270. Take up standard holding pattern over carrier dome. Over. Control, I just flew 330 miles through wet, icy clouds and killer headwinds. My robes are frozen hard enough to stop dragon darts. I've got frozen, blown back porcupine quills for hair, and my keister is growing a broom groove wherever it's not colder than a witch's, well, it's real cold. I need to land. Now. To make it on time for a Captain Radio Halloween special recording session. Over. Again, negative, Charlie Kilo. We have a book we go by, developed over decades, to handle weather and traffic. This is how we do it. Please change course. That. Bearing 270 for Carrier Dome. Please confirm course change. Over. And we have a book we go by too, developed over millennia to handle royal boobs and bureaucrats. And this is how we do it. Ribbity, robbity, ribbity, boo. Confirm curse change. Over. Ribbit. Ribbit. Better. Much better. Over. So, Broom Tilda, you made it just in time for us to wish everyone a happy, happy belated Halloween 16! You called for a supervisor, Harry? Dribbit. Looking kind of green around the. everywhere, eh, Harry? Dribbit. He refused to clear another broomstick, right? Dribbit. Well, you know the drill. Hop back to your pad, get some rest until you return to... Harry? Dribbit? Learn something this time, will ya? Dribbit. Dribbit.
Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. And that's this week's post-Halloween show. Come back next week for more scares and creeps from 11th Hour Productions and their new show, Heavenly Deception. But until then, please leave us your notes, emails, audio messages at sonicsociety at gmail.com, the Sonic Society Facebook group, Sonic Society on Twitter, or AstroTour2010 for me. And of course, there's evicuna.com for more great original Electric Vicuna productions. Until next week, I'm David Alt. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mutual. Happy birthday to you. And many more. (laughs) This was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year. It was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.